Good morning, City Church. My name is Bodie Sanders, and this is your City Church Daily for Monday, March 22nd. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about cultivating the soil of the soul. Story matters to me. I'm a sucker for a good story, so if you have a good one, invite me to coffee and I'll be the most attentive person you've ever shared your story with, I promise. That being said, I have a story of sorts to start out our time together today. My childhood best friend was an elderly man named Fred. Fred was my next door neighbor who actually lived between my family and my grandparents. My papa, the one who gave me the nickname you all know me by, passed away when I was nearing the age of three and I have fleeting, fuzzy memories of him. But just before he passed, he actually told Fred that he would have to be grandpa to me, my siblings and cousins. Fred, to his credit, did more than that. He never missed a birthday or a Christmas. He took all of us on little adventures like rabbit hunts or my favorite trips, fishing. I was thinking about Fred as I was preparing for this time we have together. It was a different time in our world, but even in the culture of his time, Fred was an unhurried soul. He talked slower, moved a little slower. It would sometimes annoy me because Let's say we were going fishing somewhere. I wanted to hurry to the water. Fred wanted to slow down to take in the moment. My guess is it was just the difference between a man knocking on the door of 70 and a child who was barely seven. Six decades separated Fred and I, but it felt like we were inseparable. The reason Fred came to my mind is because Fred was good at a lot of things, but he was great at gardening. He was meticulous about his garden, and it was the one place us kids weren't allowed to play. Of course, we snuck around and played in the garden, and I'm certain he knew more than he let on just how often we were in it, but Fred was full of more grace and mercy than any other man I'd ever met. But back to his garden. Fred worked the soil, planted seed, fertilized and watered, and every year the garden produced. When Fred harvested the crop from the garden each year, he would load up his little truck and go from house to house on our block, giving away his crop of fresh tomatoes, corn, squash, cucumber, onion, and the list could just go on and on. It didn't dawn on me then as much as it does now, but he worked so hard on that garden just to give away the fruit of his labor and he did it with so much joy in his heart. The question I want to contemplate today is this, how can we cultivate the soil of the soul? You can't physiologically locate the spiritual center of a person, our soul or our spirit, but it's there. It is eternal and it is the point at which we most intimately commune with our Heavenly Father. The spirit can never lose its eternal nature, but it can exist in a state of such disorganization that almost no communion with God is possible. Most of us desire a quick fix for this, but if we are ever to develop a spiritual life that gives contentment, it will be because we approach spiritual living as a discipline. Much as the athlete trains his or her body, so we train and work the soul. In the Psalms, David described this innermost part of himself as a pasture, a place to commune with the shepherd, to be led and fed and watered 
by our ultimate provider. Today, let's look at the metaphor of our soul as a garden. In his book, Ordering Your Private World, Gordon MacDonald says this, Bringing order to the spiritual dimensions of our private world is spiritual gardening. It is the careful cultivation of spiritual ground. The gardener turns up soil, pulls out unwanted growth, plans the use of the ground, plants seeds, waters and nourishes, and enjoys the harvest that results. Fred's garden is the garden I think of when I think about gardens, and it's the image I have in my mind when I think about my own soul as a garden. We were created to produce fruit. We are actually called to produce fruit. This is common language for us by now, but Jesus says that if we abide in Him, we will bear much fruit. That fruit looks a lot like the fruit of the Spirit we see in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. This passage of Scripture is agricultural for a reason. We live in a microwave society where we want results now, but gardening takes time. It takes patience, and it takes trust to believe that underneath the surface, things are happening even when we can't see it. That the triune community that we call the Godhead are three and one working simultaneously in our lives to do the work that each intends to do agriculture, farming, it's beholden to the seasons. And again, we want to rush right past this truth. The deep work of soul renewal or restoration, the good work of becoming one with the Father, Son, and Spirit, as well as one with one another as Jesus prayed over us in John 17. It comes in seasonal form. I think this is true in spiritual formation as well. There's struggle and joy. There's dying to things and hopeful expectation of greater life in something else. And as beautiful as that sounds, dying is still very difficult. We are encouraged to take it all as it comes, knowing God is good and He is working. It's agricultural for a reason. It's a process. It takes time. I would like to end today and read a quote by Henry Nouwen over you. As I read, if it's possible for you, I, I would like you to close your eyes and uh, imagine your own soul as a garden. Imagine a life that is bearing much fruit because it has surrendered to the seasons, or even better, it has surrendered to the God of the seasons. Again, here's Henry Nouwen's words. A seed only flourishes by staying in the ground in which it is sown. When you keep digging the seed up to check whether it is growing, it will never bear fruit. Think about yourself as a little seed planted in rich soil. All you have to do is stay there and trust that the soil contains everything you need to grow. This growth takes place even when you don't feel it. Be quiet, acknowledge your powerlessness, and have faith that one day 
you will know how much you have received.